Welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. So welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race and I'm very pleased to have with me Loretta Wright of Life in Magazines. Uh, Loretta, what is your story about leaving corporate and owning your own business? Oh, well, it's quite detailed. So if I kind of rewind a little bit. um, So I have always been a journalist and well, not always. That's that's a lie. Uh, But for a very long time, I've been a journalist. Now, um, most people think journalism is a very hard career to get into and they'd be right. It is. It's very competitive uh, and it's not as glamorous as it sounds. But I had to, you always have to start off somewhere, obviously. And I started off at the beginning writing for three trade publications that I had no interest in whatsoever. And they were fire, export and security. So, you know, as as far as I was concerned, dull as ditchwater subjects that I had no interest in. But, you know, I managed to, to get a job as an editorial assistant, worked my way up to assistant editor. And within a few years, I was editor, which was amazing. You know, loved what I did. I tried to make them as interesting as I could. But still, it wasn't really, you know, my passion. Um, and so I thought, well, what do I really want to do in life? You know, what do I really enjoy? And I absolutely love to travel that, you know, traveling, seeing the world. It's just, you know, any opportunity I can get. So I thought, wouldn't it be good to write for a travel magazine? I would love to do that. So uh, I applied for loads of jobs. Uh, didn't really happen. As I said, it was very competitive, but I did get a lucky break. Um, to work for an editorial assistant on a travel trade magazine up in London. So it was a weekly magazine, so very high pressured. And I managed to get the job by telling my um, interviewee, who was uh, the then editor, when he asked me, where do you want to be in five years? And I told him, sitting in your seat. Now, it was a bolshy move, um, but I sit with a, a cheeky smile and a bit of a wink. Um, but he liked it. He thought, right, here's someone who's quite ambitious. She wants to prove herself. Um, and that got me the job, apparently. <laughs> so I started off at the bottom there, uh, worked my way up to assistant editor. Now, I spent eight years at that company. Uh, I then left because uh, various reasons, but I wanted to try and do something on my own. Um, and that was actually um, business networking. So I launched a business network group called Cut to the Chase. It was the first in Bromley. We're talking over 16 years ago. Um, and it was basically speed networking. Now, nobody nobody had heard of speed networking back then. So I was effectively the first you know, person to launch it. And it went down the storm. You know, we'd get the jokes, oh, speed dating. And it's like, no, 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 it's not speed dating, it's speed networking. It's a totally different concept. But that grew actually quite rapidly. The problem with that is um, my husband left his job at the same time and we didn't have that regular income. And then we had two children under five. So one of us had to go back to work. And it was me because um, at the time we wanted to sort of grow the company um, and we were struggling a little bit. I got the opportunity to go back to the travel magazine that I'd previously worked for because they called me up and said, 
we want you as editor. You left as assistant editor, we want you back. Can you come back as editor? I was in a good position to negotiate. So what I did with two young children at home, I said, okay, fine. I'd you know, be happy to come back, love to come back, but these are my terms. And my terms were I'd go into the office twice a week and the rest of the time I could work from home so I could juggle motherhood and working. So that worked really well. So I went back as editor and stayed another eight years. And towards the end, I'd really, the thing is, when you're a journalist, you have to remain unbiased, always, you have to, you know, whatever you think of any topic, you can't really put your views on it, you know, you, so as as a creative, that kind of frustrated me a little bit. So I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'm going to blog. And I'm going to blog about travel and interiors, which is my other passion. So towards the end of my, you know, time up in London on, on the travel magazine, I started to blog. And I eventually plucked up the courage to, because I built up quite a number of followers, to take the leap of faith and leave my job. And literally, I'd only been, I'd only have left for, I think it was two months when a good friend of mine approached me and said, you know what, there's no good community magazines where we live. I know you're a journalist and I'm a designer. Why don't we, why don't we launch one? So it was a real conundrum because I'd, you know, I'd I'd taken years to pluck up the courage to leave my job for something that I really wanted to make a go at. And then, you know, that was kind of (laughs) presented to me. And it was another crossroads. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? But I always say, don't regret the things you 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 have done, you know, only the things you haven't. So I just knew if I didn't try it, I would never know. And I always might be thinking, what if, what if, what if? So I said, yeah, let's just go for it. So that's how I ended up as the editor of Life in Bromley and Life in Orpington magazines. Fascinating journey. It's just a kind of all through journalism, but all very different and kind of grabbing those opportunities when they come. And it's interesting how the kind of the life in uh, magazines was. I mean, is it is it now still a partnership? Yeah, actually works on um, because we had kind of different views on the direction. We, we, you know, Nikki was mm. it is a local community magazine, but I was I am an ambitious person. And I did want to grow it. And I think at the time we'd only been doing it for about a year and then COVID hit. So our circumstances were very different. You know, we're really good friends. Nikki works with me, but she just works on the design. And I took over, you know, the company and the edit, you know, I'm mm. doing the editorial. So so we've got a great um, working relationship. And uh, I mean, Nikki's an absolutely brilliant designer, so I couldn't lose her. I was like, no, don't, you know, but she, she's more than happy to, uh, to be involved. I love her ideas. And it's really important when you do start your own company and you are building your team to get people that are just, you know, brilliant at what you're not brilliant at, <laughs> essentially. And, and, and you know, I've, I'm lucky enough to have a, a really great team around me. And there's something, you know, when you when you're kind of going over and having that, you know, that someone else having, you know, coming to you and saying, what about this? And then kind of doing this kind of joint idea. It doesn't have to be all you, even from the very start. You don't have to be alone. Um, I think it's a kind you of don't have to lesson. be alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the other lesson aligned to that is ask for help. So many people are, are scared to ask for help, but you know, friends and family, they want to see you succeed. They want to help you. It gives them great pleasure to, to, to feel that they've had a part in getting to where, you know, you want to go. So, yeah, definitely uh, alongside that, don't be afraid to ask for help. 
fantastic advice and I mean what do you enjoy most about running your own company oh wow okay ah there's so many things the perk of my job obviously being a journalist I love writing so the fact that I get to choose what I I want to write about and just do my research and, and write it that's definitely one of the you know my 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 top perks I think I love getting out and meeting people my go varied I meet so many different people get to lots of different events because I'm sort of embroiled in the local community I get invited to a lot of openings and launches and the opportunity to interview people I can't I can't you know it's not a boring job let's say it really keeps me on my toes so I think just just that just being involved in the local community and having the opportunity to do what I love doing that's you know that's that's definitely the perk absolutely and we're not going to hide and say that running your own business is always kind of roses and fantastic there are challenges what do you find the most challenging thing I I'm not particularly great well there are a couple of challenges I suppose I as as I've said I'm a creative I'm not good with numbers so invoicing accounts is not my forte um (laughs) luckily I have help with that but it does still scare me when I think you know I've got to do it you know so I have got help with that now but when you start your company you are you know a, a jack or jill of all trades you have to you know, you have to do everything to start off with. And that did scare me at first. Um, So I I spent many hours trying to learn QuickBooks myself and how to do it. And it wasn't something that I enjoyed, but I knew if I really wanted to succeed, I at least had to learn the basics. So, you know, so so that was definitely one of them. Sales as well. I mean, as companies, we're, we're all selling. We're selling products or we're selling services. We all have to to sell. The prospect of of selling, again, you know something that scared me something I don't find particularly natural but I've learned with selling um, the most important thing is just to be yourself you know just to talk to people if they want it they want it if they don't they don't you don't have to feel like a pushy salesperson my goodness I you know I don't like those people that ring up and bombard you with, with calls or emails and it kind of puts me off so I always vowed that you know whatever I would do in terms of my involvement in sales it would just be literally Here's what I've got to offer. If you're interested, great. If you're not, you know, move on and don't take it personally because I'm a, I'm quite an emotional person. And I think I was a little bit nervous of going, oh, they're rejecting me when I actually, it's just not for them now. And it's absolutely fine, you know? So you learn as you go along, you know, you become a bit tougher. You you grow a bit more of a thick skin and it's absolutely fine. But you've got to love what you do at the end of the day. That's the most important thing that you love what you do. Yeah, I always kind of like and can own your own business as a bit like uh, passing your driving test. You you start it and that's like passing your driving test, but then you're continually learning thereafter. And it's with, with that time, you should say, with that sales and you, knowing what works for your company and then kind of knowing that, you know, finance isn't your kind of your thing and actually recognizing that and outsourcing some people it might be marketing some people it might be doing the writing they might not want to be able to do the writing you know you're that's your thing actually that's very true because a lot of the advertisers if if they advertise for three months something that we offer is free editorial so you know we say right you know do an article that offers that great value for money really show your expertise now is your chance to shine and there's so many people that will go, oh, oh, you know, it's a great offer, but you can tell the hesitation in their voice that they're not confident writers. So I'll always quickly say, don't worry, I've got you covered. I'll write your article and put your name against it and you just approve it because, you know, that's not their forte, but it's what I love doing. So, yeah, it is. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah, I think if you if you put your, all the hats in line that we need as business owners, you're probably going to be about half of them you can do and half of them you're going to need some sort of help with. And it's going to be different for everyone. So I think, yeah, that point about asking for help is so important. So I'd like to Absolutely. kind of give everyone a little kind of time to kind of say, you know, to the listeners, is there anyone out there that might be kind of your ideal client? So who are the ideal clients that you're looking for? Do you want to give us a little pitch for the business? Yeah, sure. So um, Laughing Magazine, so we have two titles at the moment. They're very much community magazines. So that sense of, um, you know, I never wanted it to have any sort of negative connotations. So no slanderous headlines. It always had to be, you know, inspiring people. So actually our tagline is inspiring the community one page at a time. And we do that by featuring articles, local interviews. Um, we source out local heroes in the community, people that, you know, unsung heroes, if you like, um, just to celebrate, you know, what we've got on our doorstep. We have things like what's on articles, you know, events going on, which people love. Um, and it really is about mixing community and lifestyle articles and, presenting an engaging read for the local community so when you talk about my ideal clients they do range because I like to be as inclusive as possible and offer something for everyone so whether it's a, a classified listing which you know it starts from 10 pounds a month so someone who's just doing a side hustle for example for now who's looking to eventually that's you know be, going to become their main source of income then you know they still have the opportunity to be in the magazines right through to you know national companies such as uh, Tappy Carpets for example you know the, the the big nationals that want to you know who actually do have their head office in this area so they want to support local businesses like myself but they're still national um so it does it does vary but it's really nice to be offer to be able to offer you know, such a variety of different businesses from the from the sole traders right up to the companies employing hundreds of uh, of people. It's a it's a real mix. So um, dealing with people like that is uh, is great for me as well. You know, dealing with all sorts of people. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we'll make sure kind of all your contact details are in the show notes. So if anyone is interested in getting in touch with you, um, they'll have the details there. So before we end, I'd just like to ask you Amazing. One, one question which is if you could travel back in time right. um, to the time when you started up your own business, what's the one piece of advice yeah. you'd give yourself? Have faith. I think first and foremost, because you can live in fear when you take that of faith. But if you believe in yourself and you have a strong that, and you know that, you know, if you want to find, I've got a saying, and uh, so if you, let me get this right before I, <laughs> before I say it. <laughs> Um, it's basically where there's a will, there's a way. So if you if you want to find a way, you will. If you want to, yeah. If you don't want to find a way, you'll make excuses. Mm -hmm. So it's always looking for that silver lining. We're, we're all going to come across problems and upheavals and you know down times in our businesses. But always look for that silver lining and just keep the faith. That that's it. Take that leap of faith and keep the faith because it's scary but so doable. Just have faith. Thank you ever so much, Loretta. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Um, and good luck Thanks with the so business. So, yes, thank you very much, Loretta uh, from Life in Magazines. It's lovely having um, Loretta in to kind of talk to me today. And I really 
love the way her positivity and determination kind of came across and that kind of comment at the end about having faith and I think that's so important when you own your own business that sometimes you do have to have faith there will be down times but trust yourself trust your abilities and things will come good in the end um the other thing I'd like to kind of um kind of go back to is kind of near the kind of the beginning of the conversation where she said she took a leap of faith um to go to go out and do something new and sometimes to, to get change to happen you do have to take that leap of faith but then when you do take that leap of faith you then have to kind of go back to Loretta's comment at the end was you know, where there is a will, there is a way. Once you've taken that, if you work hard and you have that determination, you should be able to kind of make sure that it, it the business that you've chosen works. So that's it for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race and I will see you again next week. <laughs> That's all for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom, purpose and fulfilment. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favourite platform. And if you have any questions, comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.